to Versus Player, a podcast about games, life, and everything in between, just to steal Jason's line. And to introduce ourselves, I'm Jono. I'm Joe. I'm Jace. And welcome to Versus Player, a podcast about games, life, and everything in between, to steal Jason's line. I'm Jono. I'm Joe. I'm Jace. How's that for a trip down memory lane? Wow. Trying to repeat the original opening from our first episode on season two of our fifth episode. Fifth. Three in a fiftieth episode. Fifth episode. Wow, I don't even know where I'm going. Fiftieth episode. Three and a half years later. 2016 December? Yeah. Something like that. Yes. Yeah, so three and a bit years later. The four so, years of calendar so this this started when this started a long time ago when Joe and I were to an event yes. and we hadn't seen each other for a long time it been a while and I think maybe I was just starting to go out with Jen you maybe. were and then um, we went to a the Lint Cafe the Lint Cafe in, in Dali Harbour in and we talked How about how that I you weren't know. available yeah you were, you, you yeah. were invited yeah, but sure, you were you were, you were very busy you were <laughs> very busy, busy man, man. And we talked about um, an idea for a blog or anything like that. At that point, I had no idea how to make um, like websites or blogs or whatever, and we were trying to figure it out. And we had a bit of a chat about it, and then it, we just didn't do anything about it for no. a while, right? And then eventually, we all sort of started talking. We were messaging each other on Facebook Messenger or something, and we were, we were like, we're going to do this, but we had to come up with a name first. The, 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 the great name forever. What was the discussion? What, yeah, what, was, what, was the, what was your original one? Oh. My original one was Gamers Like You. It was. That's where yes. it started. That's yeah. where it started. At the was your Cafe original today. one though, Jace? Well, my, my, I don't think it was mine. I thought was it was that, was that yours as well? Over-encumbered. Over-encumbered. Oh, was that yeah. one of yours? It might have been a conglomeration you can of all of us. take it if you want it. It doesn't matter. It was It almost became over-encumbered, but then we struggled because we couldn't get the domain. And because I have a terrible case of OCD, I had to have everything that worked correctly. Like I had to have... We had to have all of the right handles for you know various social Twitter media and, and Twitter. And Facebook and We whatnot. tried to do things like um, over-encumbered AU and all that sort of stuff, but that's a, like the name itself is... Became over-encumbered. Well, well done. Um, <laughs> and, and so we almost got there. And then there was like another podcast called that, but the yeah. guy had only posted three things and we were like, you know. And then we had Player Versus. Yes. There was probably other stuff. We had Player Versus and it yes. wasn't taken. But then I spelt Versus... The wrong way. The wrong way. Yes. And then I went to work and one of my friends, Rowan, said, why don't you do versus player? And I'm like, because it sounds weird. And he's just like, yeah, but subdomains. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he's just like, well, then you can have like a subdomain. And as soon as he said that, before he even finished the sentence, I'm like, player dot versus player. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, no, nah, there's no way. I'm like, now it's too cool. It's going to be taken. <laughs> and I think, I don't know if you guys were over like trying to come up with names by then. You just wanted to get into it. Or if you thought it sounded cool. You found but, something that works in all, all on all of the media, and I just went, "Yeah, that sounds brilliant." Yeah, let's, let's just start. Oh, this, I love it. This is our identity now. It was it was like weeks though, honestly, and I had it on my phone of every name that we came up with. I reckon there was hundreds. of I would love to see. That. I still have that phone at home. You still have the. I like I how still, it's like it's so long. I was an old. It's phone. like a few phones back. It's like he's like put it in the, one of those fireproof lockboxes or something. It's a piece of history. Um, and then we had different looks over the years, and the website yep. got a little bit different. I, I think even personally, right? <laughs> well, yeah, that, that, that too. Probably more hair and, and our, yeah, and better shape. I don't know. Yeah. Our tech has improved in terms of what we're recording with. Oh, we yeah. recorded on a 
um, mixer that I borrowed from my friend, also named oh, Jason. I'd it was a massive that. blue mixer. It was, and yeah. it was huge. And we used these microphones that didn't have stands. And we tried to sort of work it out and it didn't really work. And then I don't know where it came from, but then we found the, the Zoom H6, aka the, the Beast. And Fantastic. it was like a hefty chunk of change. And then like we went in on it, we got it. And then when we recorded, we didn't have these microphones that we have in front of us. No. So we recorded on the... This this device that we're recording off is essentially designed for like interviews. Yeah. Yep. So we're trying to interview people, which we have. You did that very successfully, both you and Jono, for the... Uh, was it? The Think of the Children. Think of the Children. That's so. right. But anyway, we recorded off that. So if you go back and listen to No Cooperation, it's it's in the apartment that, that, that Jen and I lived in at the time where the first episode was recorded, obviously. And it was very echoey, very tinny. And I think like some of us are quite distant. And anyway, it's at the start of this episode. You can briefly hear that or you can go back and listen to it. And uh, not to break away from all the fun of the nostalgia trip, which is going to happen for the rest of the episode anyway. Uh Today's episode, or tonight's episode, or whenever you're listening to it, um, is gonna we're gonna take a look at Game Cop again. Yep, bit of Game Cop fun because it's been a lot of fun. Um, we've got a special correspondent towards the end of the episode special. coming to us live from a secret location. Okay, so it's not live, but you know, and um, IGN Select Awards. Yes, yep, the, the 2019, which they hold in 2020. And that, that's the car cast. Yep, and it's that, got that Ben back on the podcast, uh, Ben and I, in the my little awesome car, which is not... When Did awesome. we have an episode that took place just in the car, or was it like added on to one of the episodes? It was added on to one of the episodes. I think that was the RTX one as well, we were driving back. That's yeah, it was. That was a terrible way to try and record, but anyway. Yeah, how, did you, how did you do it out of interest? Just purely, like, did you pass it to him, and then you, yep. and then him, and then... Pass it back. That's going to be a lot better than what it was before, so <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to listening to that. Definitely. And we might talk about um, uh, the end game on mini games, how uh, how finishing a good game can be a lot of fun. Which obviously will be fairly spoilerific. I oh, yeah. I, I'm going to spoil the hell out of a few games. I'm and, curious. Uh, um, and whatever else might come up. Cool. You guys ready to get into it? Yeah, man. Absolutely. Let's do it. So, uh, Game Pass. Now, I don't know if the two of you remember, but there's a scoreboard going on right now. I'm going to bring Ooh, it up. Oh, for Game Club. Oh, the Game Pass Game Club. Sorry, thank yep. you. Yep. It's a mouthful. It, it is. And you're winning at the moment, Jono. I am. That's Untitled probably why Goose Game. built a scoreboard. It, that's exactly why I built a scoreboard. I've got one point across the board from each of us. Uh, so this is... Uh, wait a second. Did we miss an episode? No. Oh, we did. So, Wait, do you have more points? Yeah, of course. We have good points for whoever the last game was. So the last game... Actually, do we even remember what the last game was? Yeah, we all gave it? each other one each. Yeah. No, no, I've got the points. But, yeah, what, but was the, what was the next game we are playing after Untitled Goose Game? You were playing Demon's Tilt. I did play Demon's Tilt. I think we all went in a different direction. Yeah, did we? I played um, Indivisible. You did I play. played that Did too? you actually play Indivisible? I, did I, actually I played play it as well. So Indivisible is going to be the what one. What did you... Th- well, yeah. I guess we could talk about that, right? And um, you, yeah. Jace, played some space game, wasn't it? Oh, you... No, he was going to go back and play um, Subnautica, some space game. No, you were going to play... EverQuest uh, was the other one. Uh, yeah. Not EverQuest. Uh, Everspace. Everspace. Everspace, was you? No, that was uh, another episode we talked about, wasn't it? Um, wow. We, we probably, probably totally should be. planned out this one. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I'm lost. What are you being sorry for? <laughs> um, I, I don't know, because, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I did play a Game Pass game. Yeah, what did you play? Well, it was The Witcher Three. <laughs> oh, that's another. That's another. That's that's Endgame. I'm sorry, you're jumping the gun. Fair enough. I'll yeah. wait. Um, 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, so go ahead. What what what's the go? Who do we know who the, who won already? Do we need to talk about it? What's happening? Okay. What? So two things we're going to talk about. What we thought of Indivisibles because it seems to be the only game that all three of us have played. I yep. think you played Demon's Tilt too, Jace. I definitely played Demon's cool. Tilt. Oh, so but right. I mean, you can play oh, that join, join with both. Exactly. Exactly right. you, you totally can. Demon's Tilt is excellent. Yeah. Demon's Tilt Great is excellent. Yeah. Got, I think I've got more achievements it, than both of you. It's a pinball game in case people didn't listen to last week. It is. Week, pinball so bullet hell. Yeah. Um, pixel style game. Yeah, yeah. But the bullet hell, I look, I, it's there definitely. But I don't think it influenced the gameplay as much as I expected it to. Okay. I don't know. I, think, I did like it. I, I came to really like it. I think in the second to the top... Um, Oh, what do they call it in pinball? They don't call it screens. I can't remember. There's a name for... Uh, it, there is a name for it, and I can't remember it. Sorry. Um, I think the second of the top We're one... We're doing real well in remembering stuff. doing amazing. This is wonderful. It's the 50th episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Old, We're, we're, we're old. Old. Yeah. Yeah. getting old. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I think the Bullet Hill Hell comes into it there, um, very much so. Um, I thought more the middle frame. If you okay. recall frames, I don't know. Maybe it is. Anyway. But you guys liked it. Oh, yeah, I enjoyed it. it. I'm yeah. so curious about Indivisible, though. Let's get, let's just jump right to that then. All right. How long did you play of Indivisible, Jono? How far did I get? I ended up with five or six people in my party. Who was the last person you got? Um, that pair that are researching the gems you collect. Honey and ginseng. I think so. Yeah. It's a young girl, and she's got like a. No, I ran to her, but she doesn't join my party yet. Yeah. Uh, it's the two before. They're older. Okay. Something they get you to collect, and it's going to uh, increase your powers. Oh, I see. So they're not actually those, party members. They're, they're not, not party members, yeah. right? Right. But they're but they're in the the soul world. So I'd say probably about an hour, hour or so for you. Yeah, about an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played about an hour as well. And I, I didn't get to two people at once though. Okay. Yeah. So you obviously get the mechanics of the game. Yes. yes. What so do you the, think? So the the idea of the game is that you are. Very, it's very quick. I like it. I like the fact that the game gets into the ridiculous, embraces the ridiculous story, just throws it at you, that you somehow are absorbing people into your mind and you come across the first bad guy who kills your... Spoiler. But kills your father, basically. I'm very, very early on, like right at the beginning. Pretty sure he's dead. I don't think he's coming back in this game. Yeah, dad's gone, yeah. Um, and- I, I reckon there's going to be some flashbacks because the entire start of the game is a flashback to... What looks like is your dad and your mum fighting the battle that you're eventually going to fight. Correct. So at the very, oh, yeah. very beginning, you watch a battle that takes place where they lose oh, you, against you the big evil. You too. You do. You play that. I mean, you, you play cl- that. It's, 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 clearly, it's, there's, a, there's a path that's going to go down that you have no control over. But Yeah, it's, I mean, it's teaching you how to play the yeah, game, essentially, yeah. at that moment. Um, what did you think of the combat, though? It's fairly unique. You know, the game's really done anything quite like that. I'm really bad at it. Okay. So what happens with the combat, Chase? Uh, so the combat, basically every character is tied to one of your buttons. They yeah. have up to three, sometimes even four combos. So you'll have one character that revolves around the B button. Yep. Yep. Xbox, if you're playing. It's Xbox. Um, and then um, if you flick the controller up or down or so on, it's like combos. And essentially you've got to find a way to chain. So it gets quite complex in that um, you might have to juggle an enemy in the air. And then you'll have another guy who has a bow and arrow and he'll jump in the air and fire a couple of shots. Some yeah. enemies you can't actually hurt until you break them from the bottom or, or the top. I got that impression. Um, yeah. And yeah, and that's and that's basically. It, but it just gets more and more hectic as you go. Yeah. And that's it. Like really early on, where I was facing some of those big trolley type demons or whatever they were, with only a party of three, with the the lady with the the tiger skin on her head that's apparently alive. Yeah. 
and uh, and the bad guy that's killed your father. Yeah. So there's the three of them. I'm getting nowhere. Right. Because my button pushes them. I, I don't. I would like to go back and play it some more to see if I can get the rhythm of it. But I find in RPGs for myself where I, I'm so jealous of the two of you because you get into it and you figure it out and you've got it. I struggle, and I was I was really struggling with the combat system because of that because. Uh, let's be honest I'm a button masher I, 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 I agree with you for different reasons I think I would prefer this game if it wasn't so kind of trying to do this unique action like fighting style but we're kind of fast fighting style I, I think it's good because I, I would, not to interrupt what you're saying and not to take from it but I like that they went that way only because it brings something different to the genre where you wouldn't get that yeah. in, say Final Fantasy or anything but yeah I agree with which you which is I, I guess it's a you know you're right it is something unique and it's nice to get unique things. I would have preferred it if it was a bit more maybe role playing or something like that. I yeah, don't okay. really, I didn't really jive with the combat. I didn't really, really like so, it. Yeah. So the combat for me is is the unique part of it, yeah. and yeah. it's the thing that I enjoy the most. What's keep it, it keeps me going. I truth be told, I haven't ran into fairly unique female leads in quite a while yeah. in games, and she is she's a bit tomboyish. She's quite headstrong. Um, very sort of powerful figure. Clearly mm. she's got a lot of power that she's sort of untapped, but um, typically in anime and things like that, you usually find that those leads are usually male. Um, this is way forward. The Shantae people, right? I the, believe so, yeah. yeah. It's, it's very much the Level same, 5 made it. Kind of like when you say that for way forward, all I think for way forward is something alien related. Probably. Aliens on um, the DS and Thor. They're both way forward. Oh, were they? Yeah. Okay. But I, I love the characters. I think the yeah. woman with the cat on the head oh, yeah. it is a hilarious character yeah, great I character. loved it and it, I like the main character too it's funny because this game it would appear as though it was released in Japan first like it has that sort of vibe and then they've got the um, the localization team doing the, the dialogue it's quite witty and kind of relevant a little mm. bit millennial sort of stuff but um, it's not it's, 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 I think it's an American made game or a European yeah. made game or whatever um, but like the, the dialogue is quite witty quite clever it feels anime at times, yeah. but then not too tropey, I guess. Yep. Um, and, and even the artwork. Yeah. The artwork's amazing. It's, it's, it's very pretty. It's really yeah. beautiful. They make beautiful games. Yeah. No question. It's a really cool game. Like, and I guess the, the thing for me was, like I said, the combat didn't really grab me. The story was great, but I just didn't want to put the time into it, to I'm, be truthful. I'm, I'm glad you both gave it a go. Yeah. I'm, I really enjoy it. And I, like I said, it's the unique thing that stopped me from playing it is that I was playing it in mornings when sort of Jen was asleep and yeah. you just make a lot of noise. <laughs> yes. Jen never says any... Like, I, I always say, I'm like, oh, did I wake you, you know? She, when she gets up at 11, 11 a.m. I'm like, oh, did I wake you? <laughs> and and she's just like... Most of the time she's like, no, 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 I didn't, you know. And like for this one, she's like, no. And she's just like, but what are you playing? And I'm like, uh, ah. <laughs> and like, I never realised because I've got the headphones on and literally you're just button mashing. Like, yeah, I know yeah. you said you like a button masher game, but you, you're, you're calculated with your button mashing. Yeah, games. exactly. Anyway, um, I will get back no, no. into it at some point. I'm not point. saying I like a button mashing <laughs> game. I'm just saying I happen to be a button masher. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. I wish I wasn't, but when it comes to a game like that, it's just like, just kill everything. If I press this yeah, button yeah. enough, it will die. It's a, it's a, mm, it's a clickety-clack game. Yeah. Um, very cool. Uh, how many points are you giving it, Joe, out of... One to zero, or zero to one. Oh, I'm going to give it zero for me. Sorry, zero. Jess. You're not even going to give it a half point. You can't give half points. I thought it was really because zero or one. Sorry, you did zero to one. Really, because I'm going to give it. Uh, I'm going to give it three quarters because I'm inept at. Um, <laughs> at so just to be very clear, from it's here not very on, clear at all. Jono, just to be clear for those listening, um, Jono is now keeping score in this. 
That's why I said last That's, episode, I, I have control over the points. So I'm going to change Joe's it, point score here to half because he sounded like that you thought the you game was... You can't change my score. No, no, I'm doing the new IGN oh. scale. You're doing the old IGN scale. I'm going zero or one and that's it. Zero. Oh, okay, well then you've got one and three quarter points for individual. So where does that place me in the ranking? I'm still winning because Goose Game got three points. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said I was in control of the points. This you guys... seems reasonable. Yeah. Well, he gave you zero, so I, I'm not... That's like, fair. What do you got for us, Jono? This is, this, is, this is so who's line. I don't care. What Wait, hold point. on. Am I, am I beating Joe? Oh, totally, because he hasn't got anything yet. Brilliant system. Not yeah, it's a great all. system. Yeah. 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 Well, we're just, we're just, I don't care, yeah. but we're just like, oh, yeah, we're not we, even going to talk about Demon's Tilt at all. But yeah. that's fine. Because we can talk about Demon's Tilt. No, no, but... <laughs> yeah. Can you give him minus points in Demon's Tilt? Oh, totally we can. Because I really wanted to play... Just because he's doing zero and one. I really second level in Demon's Tilt, but it turns out there's only one level. I was a little gutted about that. There are two modes in it. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, but the hard mode does, does it change the actual board? It makes it hard, Jono. For that comment, I'm, giving, I'm taking off half a point again. <laughs> so my my three quarters of a point has now just become a quarter of a point. So you you recommended Everspace in the last episode. I'm fairly confident. No, I just mentioned it. Okay, what did you recommend for me? Does anybody remember? Yeah, Everspace. Okay, so <laughs> oh, and and Subnautica. I didn't recommend for you to play them, but I <laughs> you recommended <laughs> Everspace. I'm like I'm zero percent, no, one percent sure. I did not play it. So that's a, that's a minus for Johnny because it just Damn it. yes, it, yes it is. It's a minus point for Jono because what? I at least gave you a three quarter point. Come on! All right, let's get back on topic. We'll, we'll talk about the points off air, <laughs> but it is a minus point for you. Ah, oh, damn you! What? Because you didn't play it. Yeah, yeah, it was so bad I didn't play it. <gasps> what? I don't think that's. That, let's just move on. Let's move on. What did you play, Jono? Demons Tilt and Indivisible. That's it. That's all you played. No, so switching completely topic to Endgame. Welcome to our next topic, Endgame. <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> so I talked because just to be clear, had you have not played anything else, this podcast might just have ended then. Really? It might have. No, I've got a lot more because okay. you, you actually recommended to me outside of the episodes um, Two Point Hospital. Yeah, which I've slightly become addicted to. That's on Game Pass. So you get points. Yeah, you can get points. Though. How many do a points do I get? <laughs> well, it's, it's only once we've all played it that you get points. I played it. Joe, did you ever play Theme Hospital? No, no, no he's going to have played Two Point Hospital. I played that. What was it? Um, they came from the desert. That had a hospital in it oh, with the giant. It heads. came from the desert. I love that game. That's about. But that's hospital. totally off topic. That was a point and click game. Yeah, that game was excellent. Was that, we should talk really about that. How many time. points do I get? <laughs> you get a lot oh, of points. you get a lot you of get points because that's a great that's, game. That's a lot of points. That's a good callback. Yeah. Um, Two Point Hospital and of course Subnautica which I talked about at infinitum last time guess what finished it what happens at the end I'm very so wait, wait, so Endgame the segment Endgame are we just like spoiling the ending of the oh end? we're totally spoiling the end of so, the game so if you don't want to know the ending for what are you talking about now Subnautica uh, Subnautica I'll talk a little bit of Super Hot and uh, Ace Combat cool. 7 I, I finished A Plague's Tale I'd like to talk about the ending of that too Anything I, you, I didn't play anything Did you, I thought you finished something what, 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 what would Any I have game? finished? Uh, would I have finally finished The Witcher 3? <laughs> hey! Would I have finished all of the expansions? Because the last time I spoke, I haven't even started the second expansion or the first expansion. I think There's you finished two. I'm sure you said you did. Doesn't matter. finished them all. That's nice. 180 hours of gameplay this time around. That's a lot of gameplay. I did 70 hours of gameplay on Subnautica in the space of 
let's say two weeks. That is quite impressive. I yeah, have I to was say. impressed. You pretty much just lived in, oh, in the abyss. All I did was live and breathe. What, what happens in Subnautica? I'm very curious. So we know that the spaceship crashes, and then there's some cannon thing that goes off. Cannon thing. There's can- a cannon oh, thing yeah, that yeah, shoots something yeah. out of the sky. Yeah, you know, you're, about yeah, so rescued, you're about to get rescued. An alien um, cannon suddenly shoots it out of the sky, and your rescuers are completely destroyed. And um, that's when the game really changes because you find out that you've got a a contagion that's going to kill you. Okay. And that's the whole reason the cannon shot them out of the sky. That aliens from thousands of years ago had discovered some sort of virus on this planet that was in everything. And they quarantine the entire planet. That's what the cannon was there. I can I can see now what the theme here is. It's Halo, and what Jono likes about Halo is the oh I never thought the of that. extermination aspect. What of all human life? <laughs> yes. No, but this is this the is quarantining. No, but this is where it's really different because there really isn't combat in Subnautica. Like you can kill things, but you haven't got traditional weapons. And when you kill something, it's an effort where it's usually much easier to avoid. Does the game explain... There are these weird abyss monsters that warp in and out and all oh. sorts of stuff. And then, like, <laughs> did you end up running into, like, any larger leviathans than you'd seen before? Um, no, it's, I, I might have mentioned it briefly on the last podcast. There, there's one that's really massive. We talked about it was the... Off-the-map one. Yeah, it's the off-the-map one. Right. So it's a ghost leviathan. To step out of talking about the end of the game for a second, I went back into creative mode where you can just build everything in the game. Right. And found out there was a whole heap of things that would have made my game a lot easier if I'd actually found them. Right. Um, but would, it, would they have been hard to find? Or um, like, do you actually know how to get those things? Because it just gives it all to you, right? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, I looked up some guides and found there were certain parts of the ocean you could find them, but I'd never seen them and I'd look for things. But I went out and in this creative mode, you don't die either. Right. So I went up to the massive ghost leviathans. Three of them came out of nowhere. They don't do anything to My you. big cyclops subs in the middle of it, and they're just swimming around it. Right. So I'm swimming up to them, trying to scan them to, to get the reading on them, and they're moving so fast that I can't even scan them. I do get you through think like thirty percent. Must you do, be able to. Well, it gives you the option to because it starts the scan, but you just can't get you can't get close enough to them to complete the scan. That's so unusual. The yeah. fact that it like starts, you would think that yeah. maybe it's just not possible. Well. The one is way I was thinking is if I go in not in creative mode but in in a mode where they can attack and damage you and let them take out my ship while I'm scanning them, then they'll That's hang good. around in the spot for long enough and I should be able to do it. Right. It's just whether I wanted to sacrifice something. I suppose I finished the game now. Why not? Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was really weird to be swimming around with three of them circling you and they were massive. And it took some of the fear out of it, but... There's a whole heap of leviathans in the game and every time you encountered one, it was just like, oh, and part of me is like, do I want to go out and scan it or just want to avoid it? And I scanned most of them. I think I got all of them in the game in the end, excepting for the ghost leviathan. Um, but essentially, you travel deeper into the crust of this this planet, into the magma. Um, you end up upgrading. So you've you both played briefly and you've just swum around. And I know, I think, Joe, did you get the um, the little underwater scooter thing no I didn't even get that far and I know Jace didn't because we were talking about that so that's the first vehicle you get then you get a sub called the sea moth which is a little one person submersible that's quite speedy and really cool then you get a big sub called the cyclops which the sea moth can dock within yeah and you can go really you can go deeper with that and you can change the depths of each of those vehicles with mods and then you eventually find this thing called the prawn suit which is basically 
um, a suit of armor that you can walk around in with yep. like drill arms and rocket launchers or not rocket launchers, torpedo launchers, which I actually never equipped because they were all deterrent type things and I wanted other stuff because you could put a grappling hook on it and be like Bionic Commando through the through the underwater parts, which was really cool. So I did all of that. I uncovered the, the mystery and found the Sea Emperor, Th- sea Emperor Leviathan, which turns out is the creature that if the aliens from thousands of years ago had actually been nice to, would have given them the cure because they naturally secrete it. And this Sea Emperor, Emperor Leviathan, who lives thousands of years, was trapped in this facility and had all these babies ready to hatch because they, they do it once Who every morning. Who created the facility? The aliens. The, the aliens. precursors. Yeah, the precursors, yeah. How do you find out all this, like, lore? Is it, like, text? It's in the game. Is it video? Yeah. But is it text? Is it video? Is it voiceover? Both. Uh, all. Also, this is radio going off and stuff as well. Yeah. But so by that point, there'd be no radio. You find chips of um, another crash ship and their adventure there and what happened to them and they all die. But but is there ever like like a cutscene in the game or is it always in first person you're watching? Always something? in first person you're watching. And and what do you watch? Like is it like a video screen? Is it like a hologram? No, so it's either those recordings where you hear voice and this text. Yep. Um, there's scanning where you scan things and you get a readout from your PDA. Yeah. Or in the case of the Sea Emperor Emperor Leviathan, she'd been communicating with you all the way through the game. So you get this ghostly image appear sometimes and say, I'm waiting for you. And part of me is going, oh, this thing's going to kill me. And it turns out, no, she was the one that ends up curing you because you you help her. Were you sick before you crash landed on the planet? No. So were you shot out of the sky though? Why are you crashing in the beginning? Because uh, the, um, the precursor aliens, any ship that comes near the planet, they shoot down. Right, and you just happen to survive. Yeah. Do you ever find anybody else who's alive? No, they're all dead. Huh. So you find their pods and and you find recordings of what happened to them. And so by accident, images. you release this... Oh, not by accident. You by, Well, through work, you find the Leviathan and then you become aware that so you find the deepest, Or you find the deepest facility, which is like 15,000 metres right. underwater, and you find her and she talks to you. And she says, um, are you one that swims against the current or with the current? And right. going, what do I do now? Do you and, have to pick? Well, it's not I, like there's two endings or anything, is there? Well, I jumped in and started swimming with her and nothing was happening. And then I realized as I scanned the bo- bottom of her facility that she was trapped in, um, some of her eggs were there. And what she wanted you to do was unlock this portal that's not big enough for her, but the eggs will hatch when she gets a certain enzyme. So you have to go back out and find um, these mollusks or um, mushrooms and when you get enough of them together, you can create the enzyme and release it. Right. It tells the babies to hatch. They all hatch. They go through the portal out into the main um, world. Yeah. And then suddenly floating in the water from where they were, are these big sort of bubbles of this brownie sort of stuff. You touch it, your hands start glowing like there's stars inside them and it covers all over you and you're going, Ugh! and it's a pretty cool animation. And the next minute it says you're cured. So you can go into the big alien facility with the gun and the, this needle comes down, which happened to you the first time you encountered it, and it reads whether you got the infection or not. And it says infection not found, and then ac- you give given access to the weapons and you power it down. And then you're allowed to then build um, your escape rocket. So you build that, you jump on board, and you take off. So this isn't a randomly generated world, is it? This is like they designed. It's designed the world. Yeah. So this this game sound like it wasn't designed. How many people made this game? Not not many, right? Truly, it's, no, it's yeah. a very. It's a, it's a, it's a, a small game. game. Maybe hundred. Yeah. It was in early access for a very long yeah. time. I got a lot of feedback in terms of what to do. And yeah. Like in terms of that, it just sounds so smart because it is such a long game. It's it's huge, but it doesn't like, and it is very complex. Yeah. 
but it looks like it's just like very whatever they did at the beginning in terms of building the world and then adding all these pieces to it and how yeah. you go about building it it really yeah it kind of speaks to a certain type of personality certain type of gamer in, in yeah. you know it sounds very clever and very it, very clever and the fact that there's not like full video and you don't yeah. see any ca- humanoid characters they're getting away with things very smartly I'm not saying it's like no, no. cutting corners or cheap or anything but they agree but I loved it for very that. clever the, the two big things I like about the game design in this is that it is a leveled approach it's not level one level two level yeah. three and so on but it is restricted by depth yeah, yeah. Definitely. and it's very clear I mean anybody going into this would you start in a place called the safe shallows right yeah so then you know at the end there's going to be an abyss or an equivalent of or something like that Mariana Trench whatever and so but on top of that you've also got the clever usage of the what's that trope called in video games where they have the invisible wall we talked about it previously on another episode the invisible wall um, is it invisible wall there's a name for it I don't think it's just invisible wall but it's like it's a restriction on where you get it right so the game boundary the game boundary and in this you know in some games as we said before you know you'll walk up and it'll literally be a wall that you'll bump into but they've they've managed to sort of cover the, these walls in like essentially darkness or black sea and and monsters like yeah, the shark in GTA. Past. I guess so. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Um, yeah, you can go pretty far actually. Yeah, you can go a couple of kilometers out. And cool. I, at that point, there was no point going any further because it was just blackness and. And what do you think the game is actually doing mechanically? Is it just repeating the same thing over and over again? Or yeah, is I think it's just black space that's just giving you. You travelled for that long, you're stuck in black space. Yeah, There's nothing of, to generate. Yeah, A lot of old games did that where you'd go in the water and you'd swim, swim, swim and you look like you're moving and then you'd turn back around and you, had and you were like well, two metres from where you started. Yeah. Well, this is the difference. You are the distance away, yeah, but it, it's, it's not having to generate any world because it's just space. Yeah. It's like empty black water with nothing else. I imagine that somebody on PC would have pushed it to a point where the game would have crashed due to like memory loss or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. run out of memory. It's still run. swimming. Yeah, yeah. No, actually, I th- that's where the game performed the best. Because we're going to have to load the environment. It's all true. To the game closer doesn't to perform it. to crash shot, especially on, on Xbox. No, it, that's that's one thing that took you out of it. The times that were long, um, you know, your draw distance would drop out a lot or things would take a long time to load. Or if you saved, watch the world disappear. In mm-hmm. fact, I use that as a cheat towards the end of the game because if I wanted to travel somewhere really quickly and not have to worry about monsters or um, landmass getting in my way because I had the beacons for all, all my bases were, I could travel through landmass after saving because the landmass hadn't loaded. That is a great tip, Johnny. <laughs> that is so clever. It was, it was a really quick way to get between things and not have to worry about it. But um, I love the ending because the, the very last thing, do you want to support? Sure. Is you, you take off you um, and you're heading towards a jump gate and the next minute the, um, the sea... Emperor Leviathan contacts you again and now she's already told you that she's going to die because she's let her babies go and there's no point for her living and she's not going to get out so she's happy to become one of the sand but she says you go to the stars I go to the sand but we'll always be together and so it's clearly like there's some sort of symbiotic relationship going on I'd love if they did a sequel and maybe because this was exploring water which was very much like space that they do something in space and maybe you know you don't get back to where you plan to go and you have to explore that. I don't know, but it was yeah. a fun... I really enjoyed it. Also it also kind of feels unnecessary. I mean, there are a lot of space games out there that explore that. There doesn't need to be a sequel, yeah. um, And, you know, even with things like No Man's Sky Beyond and stuff yeah. like that, you know, it's it's, an, it's a genre and a niche that just doesn't need to be explored anymore. But on the flip side, I'd love to explore the world some more, but, yeah, right, it doesn't. It also doesn't need it. You like could, a, yeah. I mean, next time around, if they had more money, I mean, they could end up 
putting it towards you know subnautica 2 in a yeah. you know slightly different yeah you crash on a different planet and it's a different environment yeah or just different character or whatever yeah cool. um and you played two others yeah so i went back to super hot and completed all the challenges is there any more to the ending of that or is it just kind of no nothing more to the plot it's just um the challenges are fun they really stretch the way you consider the way you play the game do you remember the plot joe of super hot yeah so that's the super hot is the yes super hot that one yeah that's I, I was thinking i couldn't remember what it was um yeah that was the one where they were watching you the whole time is that right oh, controlling you through vr oh they were controlling you were they well they, they were basically making you play a bit you were playing a vr game thing it's this hot thing that's you know but you were actually doing it that, but you were actually killing people and and then eventually so the, ender's game that was right yes i remember but that. do you remember what the last mission was didn't you have to kill the person that was con- yourself, wasn't you it? You kill yourself. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So you become like a, a spirit in the machine, essentially. Yeah. A ghost yeah. in the machine, Joe. Considering the type of game that it is, the story is pretty cool. Yeah. Like, it's a simple story, but it's, you know, and it's been done before. Like, yeah. It's yeah. just, it's, it's really cool. Um, I, I think it was just really smartly done. And especially if you go and look at, because I went to get some more of the achievements as well, and I sat through, um, there's a users group that auto plays itself or these people talking to each other through this users group that 90s sort of users yep. group and the way they're insulting each other and kicking people out with the mod but you can tell that the, the moderator of this users group is luring people in to get them to play the game so that they become unwitting pawns and this goes on for 20 minutes this users group you're just sitting there watching it and then wow. an achievement unlocks so I was happy to read through it. it was fun. <laughs> That's really. really I mean, cool. you can turn it away and just not look at it if you didn't want to. Um, but the and- challenges were a lot of fun. They were really good because they went from you know just using swords to just throwing things to just punching to just using like maybe there's only one bullet in every gun that you pick up. Yeah. So suddenly the way I played the game really changed in terms of I'm not just looking for the next gun to be able to shoot the next character. I'm throwing guns. I'm picking up all sorts of things. like I was playing it in a very different way. It'd be great to play it in VR. Oh, I'd love to try and be out. Be yeah. fantastic. So that was a lot of fun. I finished Ace Combat Seven. Yeah, what happened? Including there? all the expansions. So Ace well, Combat stories have always been fairly wacky. It's very Japanese. Yeah, oh, it's great. A little bit anime. Yeah. Um, Capcom, right? Was yeah. it Capcom? Yeah, Beautiful Capcom. looking games. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was really good. The, my only complaint with the game would be, you use a lot of credits to unlock aircraft as you go, and really it's not until the end of the game that you get to the top tier aircraft, which at the moment are all the what are they seventh generation tactical fighters so you know your uh, um, F-22 Raptor and um, you know the Russian equivalent and all that sort of you stuff you could say so anything you, now I'd have no idea I, I've read a couple of the plots of Ace Combat and I've yeah. played the originals I and the plot I for find this one. them can you like summarise like the plot I, I have a feeling is this is going to be fairly nonsensical would I be or is it like is it a fairly contained plot it's a fairly contained plot I mean, I mean they're always a little bit nonsensical but Funnily enough, I realized suddenly that it does actually tie into the plot of every game before it, besides the ones that aren't set in this fictional planet. Yeah. So um, it's two nations, which I always screw up which names of which, called Yuja and Osia, that uh, are fighting each other. So just... One's well, a so Republican... Asia and Oceania? Is that what it's supposed to be? Oh, maybe Europe or something. Asia. Asia, Asia? It's like Europe-Asia combined. Europe, Asia? And yeah. then Oceania, just what? Which could be the Americans. Could be and, us. And, yeah, well, exactly. The, the Western world versus the Eastern European How, how's world. How's the voice acting? Oh, yeah, cheesy as all hell, but yeah. that's part of the, the appeal. Because the, the, the character that you hear from the most in the game is not a character that flies. She... 
She's in the very start of the game. She flies in a plane. She restored with her grandfather. She gets shot down because she happens to be at the start of a war between those two nations. She becomes a POW repairing planes on a fake airstrip so they could use it as a, you know, oh, look, this is an active airbase, but it's not really. And then all these prisoners get dumped there and they're all pilots. So they start actually flying in battles and it goes from there. You you end up being a character called Trigger, who is a... You end up being? Well, you you are... You are from the beginning? Or yeah, like, you were from the beginning, but you just... Did you have amnesia, Johnny? You didn't realise the significance... <laughs> well, I didn't realise who the character was and what was going on because... You had amnesia. Yeah, almost, yeah. Because all you're seeing in the video is this lady who's who's talking about how you know her grandfather loved to fly and she just wanted to fly and now she's a POW. And then you're flying these missions to this guy called Trigger. And then you go through this mission where there's a big space elevator, which is one of the big points of the plot. And there's a former president who's trapped there from the war. Mm-hmm. And you're going to rescue him and then you shoot him down. You shoot down the former president. Well, it says you shoot, you shot him down after trying to rescue him. You fly through all these radar traps. You get there. Well, like is it text on the screen? Or is it just like somebody comes over the radio and they're just oh. like... You shot the former president. It's like, wait, wait a second, Trigger, why'd you shoot down the president? And it's like, well, well I don't remember firing that missile. <laughs> and the next minute, you're part of this penal colony and you're flying missions and everyone's just talking shit to you because you're the guy who killed this former president that everyone loved. Yeah. Um, by the end of it, you find out it's basically the whole plot is that the other side will have drones yeah. and they're doing all their strikes through drones. And this is one pilot who's amazing. Do you remember some is of the... Is this ace- made into an anime? Because I would watch it's, this. It's an anime. It, awesome. is, it is seriously the plot of an anime because the your biggest threat in the game is this ancient guy who looks like Solid Snake who um, this one scientist... Wait, is, ancient guy? Like he's an old guy or he's literally like thousands He looks like he's in his 70s. Okay, right. I Every, thought you meant that there they're, was... They're all, they're all normal humans here. This Is is his uh, name Big Boss? It, it could be. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. He's the grandfather of two little girls that are also in the plot. And they, they're basing all the drone's flight tactics off him. Mm-hmm. And you eventually shoot him down. Towards it the seems like you kill everybody. Oh, you kill everybody. I reckon there isn't a podcast on this planet where anyone's spoken about the plot of this game for so long. <laughs> Sounds awesome, though. Oh, I loved it. It was great. Because the, the very end of the, the game, you fly in a tunnel chasing after one of these drones. And then you accidentally shoot yourself. <laughs> no, you shoot down the, the drone before it gets to upload itself to the network and oh, other wow. drones all start producing themselves. And so how them. long do you reckon you played this game for? He's, um, still, he's still playing. You never leave base combat. So no, because I want to know, right how now. long do you think was like cutscenes? Like, were they really long or was it short? The start of every... Oh, no, the start of probably three quarters of the missions had a cutscene, okay. and the cutscene went for about two minutes. I, you, I, you bought this game, right? Yeah, like it's it, not like part yeah. of like Game Pass or anything. No, no, I I, I, purchased, I love Ace Combat. I, I enjoy the. What did you buy it for? Because I feel like this game. I got on special ninety nine dollars. Like yeah. I feel like it's one of those. And I never goes down. And it was, and I didn't want to pay ninety nine dollars <laughs> for it. And um, I think just before Christmas, it went on special on a an Xbox. Ninety eight dollars. Yeah. No, no, this was the collector's edition. I got it for shout out. <laughs> I think I got it. I got the um, the deluxe edition. So with the season pass that came with all oh, the wow. extra missions, There's a season pass for sixty bucks. Okay. And the season pass, it's uh, four missions played in the middle of the main campaign, as in like the story occurs in the middle of the campaign, even though you're playing it later. <laughs> Who um, makes this game? 
It's a Capcom. So this is like Azura's Wrath. They did the same thing there where they sold DLC, which was like in the middle of the game or something. It was ridiculous. The three missions don't really impact the overall story. (laughs) That was like the end of the game. So there's like this big submarine that one of the commanders has got that has an aircraft hangar deck in the middle of it. So it's like an aircraft carrier that goes underwater. And it's got a massive railgun that can kill everyone. This sounds like your jam, Jono. Oh, it was fantastic. What's your jam, Joe? Well, I, I've got a game for Endgame, which wasn't really my jam, which I didn't recommend last time. Oh, Plague. I, yeah, I finished... why did you finish the Plague's Tale if you didn't like it? I liked the story. I okay. really, really liked the story. The gameplay probably, was... Probably achievements, Jono. There were many. I only got like 400. I, I, can I just I mean, go... There were only four tangent. achievements that equal 1,000 points. <laughs> no, it was 400. I'm going to go on a tangent really quickly, but I feel when you finish a game, you should get half the achievements. Oh, I agree, and so many games don't. Yeah. I've had what? games where I finished the game and gotten 200 achievements, and it's like, oh... You didn't on. earn... What do you mean you get got, half the achievements? I reckon you should get 500 game. achievement points. If you finish the main campaign in a game, that's don't just you my think game. you should get half the achievement points? No, that's a terrible idea. How can you agree to that? I don't know. I, 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 Wait, anyway. Why, though? Like, so there's a thousand points, right? And some games are really lazy, like that uh, Avatar Last uh, Airbender where you get all thousand points. I'm still feeling the pain from that. Um, and oh, thank then, you for that, yes. Yeah, you're welcome. And then there's... Yeah, and, you and then some of them, you know, some of them... I mean, if you have DLC and stuff, it will add an extra 500, maybe a thousand. I don't know what Halo's up to, but probably um, a lot. Always say I'll check. The it Master Chief Collection doesn't count. But anyway, it, well, he's about to check it. Um, I'm about to check it. But, like... You work for things. You know, you might have to do 10 headshots of this or go to this particular area. Yeah. There's a secret achievement here. Yeah, like, no, if definitely. you finish the game on, like, the hardest difficulty, if difficulty is a thing in your games, then maybe 150 points. Really? What? Oh, definitely. And that's what most games seem to be. Like, they've hit that sweet you are, spot. You are right. Like, do you feel as though because no. you met the end of the story, you should get 500 points and then the other 500 points are divvied up between various other activities? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's no. what I would like. But you, I, have, you all have enough achievement points. Yeah, it's true. No. That's true. Don't right. be greedy. I don't have enough. You should have but, to work for them. But this game is funny. Speaking of having to work for things, like this game starts off really well. Um, and, like, and it starts off and it's quite beautiful, the game. It looks really good, runs really well. I kind of feel like they didn't expect... Like, I'm really going to slam on this slam this game now, but I feel like at the end of the game, like they didn't expect people to get to the end of the game. Like they really made a really good opening part to the game. They had a really cool puzzle in the game, and they were really proud of this puzzle. And then it turns into the <coughs> abyss from <No>. Subnautica. <laughs> no, so you come, back to this, the abyss. It's great. you come back to this puzzle like five times in the game. What's like you, the puzzle? You're, you're in a castle. Can, wait, are there rats involved? Is, if, there, is there fire? Chase. Is there fire and rats? <laughs> There's fire and rats, and you've got to pull the fire to move the rats. Genius. It is, right? And they do it five times. They do it over and over again. And wow. it was like, it was a shame because... That, that was the formula of the game as you went though, right? Yeah, and, and, and it changes as you get towards the end of the game. Like, you can actually move the rats in different ways. I'm not going to actually spoil the game. No, you have to. This is end game, and but I want to know really how this But it's a really new ends. game. So? It's not that new. Okay, I'm going to spoil So, okay, okay, so gonna... here it is. Here's your moment. If you don't want a plague's tale to be spoiled, fast forward two minutes. Two minutes, all right. So... You get rat powers at the end of the game. I knew you get what? rat powers. Rat powers. Can, I, can, I ask, can I ask a question? The kid who has the sickness... Hugo. Hugo. It's one or two things. He either is the cure for the plague... He's both. He's the he's both. Piper. He's, he's everything. And, and, and the um, priest guy, whatever it is, I'm sorry. So wait, is he the cause for the rats going nuts? I've got no idea. 
they, they, they're trying to get him to develop a way for them to control the rats. Is what I've I understood. Heard that the game changes halfway through. Is this the change? It's a little bit more than halfway through. It okay. changes like in, it's basically in thirds. I would look at it. Okay. So it starts off you're running away from the rats. Um, and you can't do anything, then you start to be able to combat the rats, and it's lots with the rats, and then you control the rats at the end. And get them to do stuff? Yeah, as Hugo, and then you walk him around. Amicia is the, is the girl. Does Amicia die? No. But you stop playing as Amicia? You, for parts, you play as Hugo. Do you play as end. a young Hugo? Yeah, so it's all kids. Like the cast of the game that you kind of travel so around with. So the kid doesn't, it doesn't go 20 years later? No, and, okay. no it sticks with the kids. Um, yeah, so that's basically the end is... The main priest guy, I'm sorry, I don't know what yep. his like, level priest, of priest yep. is. He's big priest man. He yep. um, controls rats too. He controls white rats and you control the brown rats. And he throws rats at you. He has his like a rat pure. tower and you slam this rat tower at Does you. Does Hugo form Rat Voltron? Pretty much at one stage. What? He controls like a, he's like a tornado rat man. No, no, and no. Voltron. Honestly, if, a mecha made on, out of rats. Hold on. If all Joe said was, it was just like, so Joe, what did you think of A Plague's Tale? And he just goes, Rat Voltron. And then he drops the mic and walks away. You would play the game. I'd go and give it a go. But now he's telling us that Voltron, there's rat tornadoes. Yeah, rat he, tornadoes, he's gone, rat right. towers, rat bombs, essentially. There's some, but there's really cool part. Like there's really great things at this game as well. Like there's really like there's sacrifice from some of the characters that you're with um, to the rats, and, and not to the rats, to bow and arrows and things. So there's one. I think one of your characters does die by rats. Do you um, go up against the Inquisition dudes? The yes. Inquisitors? There's, there's some really like dark moments as well where you're like, I'm really sorry to other people, but. I have to get through this area. There's one part where there's a guy up against the fence and you're walking along with a torch and the fact that you have to walk up means the rats move towards this guy and your Amicia's like, I'm really sorry. And he's like, don't do it. No, no, no. And she's like, I, I, we have to go. We have to go. And she just keeps on walking. The rats move to this guy and they eat him and she's like really upset about it. It was a really cool moment. Yeah. And she sticks to that the whole game, like I said last time. Yeah. It's more that believable kind of, she doesn't want to kill people, but you know, there's a lot of bad people and it's, it's, it's live or die. Like she's not, yeah. she's not a murderer. She's not like a rampaging kind of, you know, Rambo character, but you can choose to kill people or not, but at some stages of the game, you have to kill people. Um, but what really f- I found funny at the end of the game was like, yeah, it got a bit lazy. You repeated things. But the in the kind of last two chapters, the um, character animation, like I'm playing on an Xbox One X, the character animation was, was like terrible compared to the beginning of the game. Like I'm yeah. talking like their mouths were not moving it's like pretty much at all. It's like they just gave yeah. up. It was really bad. And like it would cut from one character to another character. And like they, it was like that Assassin's Creed, yeah. you know. Inside the head. Inside the head. It wasn't that bad, but yeah. it, was, it was really jarring. And I was, right. it, it really took me out of the experience. And I was there with Ali when I was playing it at the end. And I'm, I'm just saying like, did they not expect me to finish this game? Like this is, mm-hmm. this is That's really so funny. unusual. I don't think it I've ever heard really of a case of like, a style or something a style really it's it's like it's like a film being rushed or like yep. you know the, it's like the it's crunch not, came and they just went yeah and it was, maybe, maybe that's what it was maybe the crunch and the of, fact that you had to repeat what you did on so many stages like you went in then you had to go out as well right where at the beginning of the game you it was unique environment unique environment right. but you, you you're in this castle for way too long um, but yeah the story was really good like if there's a novel of a plague's tale yep. I'd recommend reading that um, yeah, I, I still stick to my. I stand by 
I wouldn't really recommend it's, this It's game. a Plague's Tale Innocence? Is Innocence, it yeah. I get the vibe they're probably planning another one and Plague's Tale this and a Plague's Tale that. Oh, I, I, I think it's even better. I think, I think the game's done pretty well. Um, and going to Game Pass, I'm sure lots more people play it, it as well. Yeah. 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 Anything you, Jace? What about this? Um, what's this game called? The <laughs> Witcher 3. The, the Witcher? Witcher? I think I'm like the biggest Witcher fan in general who took the longest to get through this game. Oh, like, but yeah. so many people are playing it again now. They are, the and, and, and it's gaining new fans because of the Netflix show. And, um, you know, even some of Jen's friends are just like, man, I've been watching this show called The Witcher. Like, have you seen it? And Jen's and like, yes, I've seen it. No, Jen's about like, it. Hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. There's another word I want to say. Yes, anyway, um, <laughs> but honestly, like, with just with the show very briefly, like, Henry Cavill is clearly a PC player. Like, I don't know if you've seen the whole thing going around. Yeah. The yeah. And they say to win P- uh, PS4 or Xbox, and he's like, PC. Yeah. And, you know, that obviously is going to win some fans there. But he's clearly played the game, and, you know, it is based off off the books. And yep. it is exciting now that the author of the books and CD Projekt Red have made amends over, oh, that's the, good. over the, you know, financial aspect of it. And... Um, and so he, you know, Henry Cavill's clearly brought in the, the persona of, of, of Geralt from the games, and just the way he does the whole like. Hmm. like the, the author has said that Henry Cavill is Geralt. Absolutely, now but, as well. Like but, he's like that's that's the the standard. Very true, and and from a game perspective, it's exciting because it might mean that we'll get more Witcher stuff, not just a Gwent spin-off, which is brilliant, or even Thronebreaker. I think it was called Thronebreaker, which was like yep. a a Gwent strategy game. I guess I don't know. Anyway, um, so. I, I, as you know, I've been playing it for a long time. I've been mentioning yep. it since possibly even day one. I think and, so. and, I've, and I've finally went for the push because I was like, I'm never going to get through this. I just need to sit down and play it. I, I had the full collector's edition or collection, whatever it's called, um, which I own on PC that is wrapped up. Um, <laughs> and I own all the collector's editions for the game. They're all wrapped up. Except for, except for three. Which I had to take statue. Out. I had to take the statue out. It was a very expensive game. So anyway, I've got all three and I decided I'd start from the beginning and my goal initially was to complete all of the side quests yep. and all the question marks. Gave up on that. What I did though was I read, I read what... So there's a certain point at the end of the first... I promise you I'm going to get through this quickly. You, no, no, it takes at, at the end, <laughs> At the end of the first game, it tells you... You know how it does that in video games? Uh, you know, save your game here because yep. if you continue, you might oh, yeah. be able to turn back for a long time. And I'm, I was aware that that was coming up. And what happens in what has happened in previous gameplay or game, times I played it um, was that it would a bunch of quests would fail, and I'd be like, ah, oh. you know, I'm trying to play through and not fail yeah. any quests, which I successfully did. Um, and so I read about what quests fail, so I go and complete those quests. Boom. So the way that this game, the first game ends before the DLC kicks in, is spoilers again but it's old and it's on game Pass. um <laughs> is uh that there are multiple endings that come from it and it tells the ending over a period of time i mentioned this on a previous podcast but there's a fantastic quest by itself called through time and space where Geralt travels through to um different worlds and different dimensions i guess to be able to reach this um this elf that you have to basically he's part of the wild hunt which are three the wild hunt is you he have to is he on the shelf like in the song, like I'm not being trying to be funny. Is the elf literally on the shelf? No, like you know, elves and stuff that are in. No, the song, the Witcher song, is the elves on the shelf. Are you talking about from the TV show? Yeah, I've, I have no idea. You know, toss the, anyway, toss a coin to my Witcher. There's there's a li- the line which is the elf is on the shelf. I, I wanted I, to know if that was a thing in the lore of was, the Witcher. It wasn't because I'm sorry. I'm, I think you're talking about those Christmas elves you buy from Maya. 
I was really a couple of you guys are like all over that song. The like, song is excellent. I, I don't know. Sorry, I, don't know I don't know the words. Anyway, um, and so and so you have to convince this this elf or whatever to betray his his leader, and you eventually do. The, the, but the mission is fantastic, and there are so many excellent quests. You don't you see like a part of. Um, Cyberpunk. You do. So uh, there, there is a moment where Siri says that she's been in a different world. She went to a world where there were like flying boats, I think she called them. Yeah. And the technology was so advanced and ahead, ahead of ours. And there is a belief that Siri will appear in uh, Cyberpunk. But the. That would be so cool. The, the director or the creative person that says, I'm sick of people asking this question. I'm not going to do it. It's not going to happen. So it's probably going to happen. It's going to happen. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's when the game slowly starts to wrap up based on decisions you made from previous quests. It shows you this quick comic book style, like, and Geralt narrates over it saying, you know, this happened mm. and blah, blah, blah. So the story slowly sort of ends, ends around this point. But there's still many, many hours left before you actually reach the final end of, of, of the first component of the game. And so the good ending is this. The good ending is that, sorry, here's the bad ending. The bad ending is Siri dies. Um, and the, the ending that leads up to it is quite epic. So essentially all of these portals open up and all of all the monsters that exist in the Witcher world, um, which I think is just called the continent, uh, they all come from a different dimension due to old elven magic, right? Yep. And so the ending is literally like every single difficult monster in the entire game just appears and you're riding through them, passing and they're falling out of the sky and so it's in-game a big tornado. And, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> so the way that it, the bad ending is that Ciri dies and right... And, and you basically go and track down this evil witch woman who's taken away a medallion that she has. And then Geralt feels like he's completely worthless and, you know, he's failed her. And then the ending is just all these monsters swarming towards this tower. Um, and he, you assume he dies. You oh, can right. still play the game afterwards. The next ending, which people say is the best ending, but is arguable, is that um, Ciri doesn't become the empress of this, this place called Nilfgaard, um, which a lot of players don't want. Siri to become. They want her to be on the on the path and be be a female witcher doing a, yep. her witchery things. Yeah. Um, and so people pick that ending on purpose. They 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 sort of pick the right things in the story to make it happen. And the things that make this happen are like whether or not you had a snowball fight with her, whether or not when she was angry you let her trash this place or not, um, whether or not you said the right things to make her feel like she was in control of her own fate and her own destiny and so on. And the game does not point you in the direction. There's yep. no... You'd have to figure this out or you'd have to read a walkthrough. Yep. I've played it enough times to know what I'm doing. The So she becomes a witcher at the end. You think she dies and then Geralt's sitting in her tavern and then she appears, you know, Hood comes down and, you know, whatever. Nice. And that's a nice ending. And then the last one is that she becomes the empress and it's by far the hardest ending to get. You have to do all of the things to be able to get her to become a witcher, but then you also have to resolve this subplot to do with an old, like... Um, uh, em- like racist emperor essentially who's burning all these people in this town called okay. Novigrad and you'd have no idea that you had to complete this plot how to do it what to say to make it happen the right things to you know and, and all this sort of stuff it's, so it's bonkers it absolutely you have to and it was bonkers and I, I couldn't I couldn't quite you know figure it out for myself and then on top of that there's a decision around do you pick Yennefer do you pick Triss do you pick them both do you pick none yeah. of them and if you pick them both as everybody should on their first playthrough uh, you're treated to this little scene where um, both of them seduce you and you're like, all right, I'm into this. And then they tie you up on a bed and then they both tell you that like you're a scumbag for telling them <laughs> both that you love them. So you can sleep with anybody you want in this game, but the moment that you say I love you to somebody is when paths sort of diverge. And if you say okay. I love you to both Yennefer and Triss, you're like, you're alone. So you can end the game with Siri Witcher or Siri Empress and be by yourself. This is relevant. 
So yeah, I want to know which ending you picked. So I got the one with with Yennefer. She's she's my she's my preferred, and I got the um, Empress Siri because even though I understand that Siri Witcher is a nice ending, um, the game clearly is making it clear that the best possible ending with all these difficult tasks that you've got to fulfil, like gameplay wise, yeah. would be the best ending. Well, can can I- can, what's I don't know if it's before? canonical. That's I don't know. If, I don't know if it's before. canonical. I think it's whatever ending you want to have. I've talked about this enough. So very quickly, the second one is called um, uh, Hearts of Stone, and it's a story about a man who is immortal who makes a deal with you, a guy you believe is a genie. That's the way I perceive it. He grants wishes. Yep. He leaves, puts a mark on your face. And the crazy thing about this guy, his name's Gaunter Odim, and he's he's baller, right? So Gaunter appears at the very beginning of the base game. Right at the start, he's a guy sitting in the tavern, and he basically says to you, come and sit down and has a chat with you. I he remember says, him. He says some cryptic something stuff. Something about his brother or something, yeah. doesn't he? So he says some, some somewhat cryptic stuff, and then he's gone. And yep. they, so they had the foresight to make Gaunter this character before they even made the expansion. I'm sure the expansion was in the yeah, works, but whatever. Planned, yeah. So Gaunter is this guy who seems really, really cool initially, but uh, he's this guy's basically made a bargain with him, and he said... Um, uh, he's, he's become immortal. This this other guy, um, I've forgotten his name. I I wish I remembered it. So the whole plot is basically that you're acting as a proxy for this Gauntero Dim guy um, to um, fulfill these wishes, so that Gaunter has the ability to like kill the guy. He's like he's, he's, it's essentially like you're trying to free a genie mm. who's been scammed. Yep, that's <laughs> the, that's the way I understood it. And so the other guy's just like, okay, I understand the rules. And Gaunter and this other guy can communicate with each other, the guy that scammed him, but Gaunter can't touch him due to whatever these rules are. I'm probably butchering this plot. And then, so the guy says to you, the other guy says, all right, you've got to complete three tasks for me. And he makes them impossible tasks. Like, for example, you've got to show my brother the time of his life, but his brother's actually dead. So you like resurrect his brother and then you become the brother because he possesses your body and you go to a wedding and then, like, just just wacky stuff. Oh, and then you've got to go and um, get the rose from my wife. But his wife is dead and lives inside a painting. Um, kind of. <laughs> and so you end up in this house where you're traveling through these nightmares. And then you find out from his, like, dead wife that this guy is, like... She's not dead exactly. She's just trapped. Wasn't that a mission in Skyrim? Possibly. I don't know. Anyway, you go through all these paintings and you verse, like, nightmare. And it, it turns out that her... Her nightmare or her fear is this guy. It, look, I'm not going to get into it. It's a whole thing. But anyway, you get to the end and, again, there's multiple endings. Yeah. But it basically diverges into two possible plots. One is that you fulfill the task for Gauntro Dim yep. to bring um, bring this other guy. I can't believe I've forgotten his name. Fans are going to kill me. Um, to the moon. You have to bring him to the moon. Like the moon. That's like You have to bring space. him to the moon. And so you bring him to the moon, which is actually on top of a mountain that's on a mural that is of the moon. Okay. And then you have a decision to make. Do you let Gorner Odim kill this guy, which Gorner really wants to do? And Gorner's like, he does what, he just shows up randomly at weird times. He shows up once at the wedding. He just pops up in the background in like various shots. And this time when he shows up, he just walks from the sky. Like he's walking on like star stairs. And he just walks <laughs> down and he's like, thank you for bringing me here. And you just basically say to him, do what you want to do or you can't do this. So if you let him do what he wants to do, he holds the guy and essentially melts his head and then he holds this guy's skull and then he's just like, I love doing work with you, Witcher. And you're like, get rid of this mark on the side of my head because he marks him at the beginning of the game. And he says, what, is, uh, what would you like as your, your, your wish? 
Yeah. And there's five wishes. And it's just like your horse is faster and all this stuff. And the last one is he tells you how to get the best ending in the original game. Oh, what? So this <laughs> game somewhere takes place in like... Um, it takes place in like before the end of the last game. Yeah. It's weird. Anyway, so you can do that. But I obviously went for the ending where I didn't want Gorner to kill this guy. I built a rapport with him. And again, I knew that the better ending was the one where you go into Nightmare World with Gorner. He's called Gorner Odim, Master of Mirrors. Um, or Mirror Master or whatever. Anyway, so you go into this Nightmare World, you get some excellent weapons in there, and the trick is that you, there's a timer that ticks down and you basically have to find a way to kill this guy. And the puzzle is like something to do with a, ref, a reflection that cannot be broken and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, it's like the answer's water, right? So you, you go into all these mirrors and you're smashing all these mirrors and then eventually you find a fountain that has no water and then you find a wall, you break the wall, water flows in and then you pull Gaunter. You, so you dive into this water and find Gorna and you make him melt away. Um, you should play this game. Um, and then, so that happens and then Gaunter's gone and the other guy is happy and, you know, he, the Hearts of Stone guy is happy and that he's alive and he says he's going to make a better Gaunter life Gaunter the genie? Gaunter's the genie. Is that the genie from the TV show? No, that genie is part of a um, book and a story called The Last Wish. Okay. So The Last Wish is the first book, which is a series of stories. The TV show is a series of stories from The Last Wish, as well as part of the first book. Sure. So the series side of things is all from the first book, and all the things with the genie and with Yennefer and stuff, typically are from, from The Last Wish, which is... Okay. And The Last Wish is uh, it takes place in this. So there's two versions of The Last Wish. There's the book one and the game one. And the game one takes place after the book one. Okay. Really confused. Um, no, I'm sorry. I'm not explaining it particularly well. No, no, well. no. You actually explain it really ba- well. Basically, There's what, a lot of plot you're putting Basically, in what the ideas. last wish is, is that um, Geralt wishes to be bound to Yennefer, which happens in the TV shows yeah. and in the book. This one is you find another genie, a separate one, because Yennefer wants to know whether or not they're really in love or it's just the genie's yeah. magic. Yeah, that's, okay. that's the whole thing. And hmm. then you find out that it was, you know, really they really love. were in love and... They have this nice moment. Anyway, would it be the on top of a boat that's on top of a mountain? Very what, important. What was the name of the other chick? Tris. Tris Marigold. So would it be her instead if you said you loved her? No, the last wish plotline wouldn't have happened with her. The game oh. clearly is sort of pushing you more towards Yennefer than it does Tris. Tris isn't very big in the books yet, at least from where I've read up to, um, and in the story so far that you've seen from the show, she only appears very briefly. Wait a second. Question for Joe: Didn't you say you'd rather go Tris than Yennefer? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yennefer is actually not a very nice person. Like she's anyway, it doesn't matter. Um I picked her anyway. Um so so the last the last plot, and I'll I'll finish this finish this quite quickly. It's it's an expansion called Blood and Wine. You show up in a place called Toussaint, which is very fantasy uh like fairy tale esque and French. It's very French. Yeah. And you go from this drab grey world that rains all the time and is just terrible to this beautiful, vibrant world. You guys saw a little bit of the yeah, a fairy tale component to it, yep. but it doesn't look like that all the time. But it it's, it's it's fairy tale esque, right? Mm. And so as soon as you arrive, you show up, you defeat this giant that has a big flower in his hair, and all the knights have very flowery kind of language, and they're all about honor. And the whole subplot is, or the whole plot really, is about a vampire um, who um, is being controlled by the Duchess's sister to. Um, kill all of the like royalty or hierarchy okay um, and it's long mm. and it's it's a great story but um, 
it it tends to fall a little bit flat towards the end, I find. Yeah. But you have this really epic boss battle with this master vampire at the end where you end up inside his mind and you have to destroy these, like, hearts. Like, it's the most, like... Um, you know Platinum Games? They make wacky levels? Yes. It's, like, most boss fighty boss fight that I've ever had in awesome. any of The Witcher. Like, they've gone in that direction for it. And you can't kill master vampires, no, except a master vampire. And so you literally, like, destroy this guy, but he regenerates. Like, he's torn in half... And he regenerates and you have to get another master vampire to finish him off. So even though Geralt is all powerful and, you know, amazing, there are rules that, that you know. Um, and so there are, there are two endings that it goes in. There's one where you basically seek out help from another master vampire to stop this whole thing from happening. Or you end up in this fairy tale land, which is what you guys saw. Oh, okay. Um, and the, the best ending you can get is that you, the Duchess and her sister both make up and um, they forgive one another for what happened to this this duchess when she was when she was young. I can't I can't do this. Like I actually can't. <laughs> there is so much I would have to say, and it would be a whole other podcast. And I'm telling you the way I understood it, yeah. remembering how it is. And there's a lot of people going, "Man, that's not what happened. Like, <laughs> that's not. That's you're kind of right. I, you're getting names right, but that's not. Um, but look, it's it, it was just a rush really towards the end. The expansions are both meant to be 10 and 20 hours respectively. Yeah. And I just pushed through them as much as I could without breaking the rule that if I push myself past a certain point, I um, I wouldn't lose any quests. Like I yep. wouldn't fail any quests automatically. So I'm left with a game that allows me to really complete the task that I set out to complete, which is to all quests, all question marks, yep. I believe, without any fails in my list. That's awesome. So I'm at a point now where it's I can just play it, jump between different expansions and potentially finish it off. Well, what it doesn't mean is that um, I can't get all the achievements. There are certain points I've realised where I would have to honestly start again to get them. Wow. And I won't do that. No. Hopefully. Maybe not. But we've got another 50 episodes we might find out. Yeah. Episode 100. Yeah. Would you say that it is a fun game to play? It is absolutely a fun game to, go, to play. I enjoy the combat yeah. in it. A lot of people didn't. You're really in, in it for the story, and I don't understand. I still, to this day, don't understand how this game got made. Well, in honour of episode 50, is this the most fun game you've played since we did our first podcast? No. What's the most fun? Well, I, I've got to think of what my answer would be. Can you think of the most fun you've had with a video game since our first episode? I actually can think of probably what I would say. I know what mine is, yeah. I would say Spider-Man, in, in terms of pure fun. I'm still waiting to play that. Don't you own it? Yeah, I do. He doesn't own a PlayStation. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, I reckon Spider-Man in terms right? of fun playing that would be it for me probably. Can't get a what about what would you say? Two hundred. Uh, mine's mine's Monster Hunter World. Yep. I, yeah, I put the most amount of hours into it. Um, Story-wise, it's it's Capcom. Yep. Um, but yeah. uh, it's not about that. It's about yeah. You know, it's about and it's friends. about the you co-op with, with the co-op. Jen as well. It is, um, and truth be told, if I wasn't playing with Jen, I would probably still say the same thing. Yep. It's just, but the- it's more fun with her. Yes. Yeah. I have. I had more fun playing Spider-Man with my son as well. Now he's playing it through as well. That's really cool. Um, so you're seeing it years again. later. Yeah, I'm seeing it again. We watched the ending the other day. Yep. What about you, Johnny? Can you think of something? Uh, see, there's so many games that I love that for different reasons. Yeah. Just like a fun it. aspect. Fun aspect. Are you? Are you saying? So you're you're just saying this is the most fun you've ever had with a game ever? No, no, no. From from since we've started, <laughs> since we've recorded. Started. I don't know something in honor of our fiftieth episode. Something anything that springs to mind. One game that springs. to my, mind. My answer still remains the same forever, though. Forever. Forever. Wow. Yeah. Subnautica lately has been yeah. my obsession. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's been cool. good. I truly, since we started, haven't seen you get more excited or obsessed about a game than that. So and I think that's a fair. Since yeah. Stardew Valley. Well, I was going to say that it was Stardew originally. That, and that, that was fun, but yeah. It's not Subnautica fun. Yeah, that would, that really itched my, my science fiction. Yeah. Scratch. Scratch. Scratch, yeah. scratch. scratch my science fiction itch. Itch, yeah. itch. Yeah. You can itch an itch, right? People say that. I itch I my no itch. Yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> cool. Good. Well, if you hang on for just a few minutes, you'll, oh, a few seconds actually, you'll get to listen to our IGN podcast. Yep. Carcast. The Carcast. 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 And I. Um, but until then, yeah, you'll see us in a regular episode next time. See ya. And uh, Joe, you'll be back in a few seconds. Hi there, this is Joe. And I'm Ben. And we've just been to the IGN Select Awards for 2019 on the 13th of February 2020. So it's held pretty late in the year. Um, Ben, what is the IGN Select Awards? I am really glad you asked. They are the IGN yearly awards where they have lots of different categories and you can vote for your favourite game that fits that category. And we voted, didn't we, Ben? We totally voted. As soon as it was open, I just... I was ready. I cast straight away. So they have awards in categories such as um, like best visual design, best audio design. Um, what else did they have there? The multiplayer, best Multi- ongoing game. Game design as well. Yeah, and they weren't really sure what some of these categories yeah. meant themselves. I was hosted by Tristan. I think it was Tristan. Yeah, and he's like the head guy. He said he's been doing it for eight years. Does a great job. He used to have Lucy O'Brien with him, who's now kind of gone over to IGN. I was going to say IGN proper. That might be really insulting to IGNAU but IGN um, US um, and yeah I think he does a great job what do you reckon yeah it's uh, definitely a quiet sense of humour you either like it or really don't like it I like it I, I, I like that cheat sort of stuff yeah I'm with you absolutely he walked in explain what, how he walked in Ben um, well, it was definitely got into character and it was Death Stranding themed where he had loads of well, stacks of boxes on his back carrying them and with uh, the monster logo plastered on the side it was a very nice Death Stranding joke. I appreciated it. Um, so they had those awards like we mentioned, and they had their IGN um, Editor's Choice Award, mm-hmm. uh, which was actually really funny. We'll talk about that later. And then, obviously, the Game of the Year. Um, so, yeah, it was held at the Marquee? Correct, yes, Marquee at the Star. Yeah, not Star City, which no. I learned tonight, which shows how much of a nightlife I have um, and how long I've had a nightlife, not nightlife, nightlife free life for. Um, anyway, so yeah, and then they had some games on show there. Um, one that we probably stood out to us. Um, moving out, yeah. Do you want to explain a bit of move, what moving out is? Yeah, definitely. So think of Overcooked slash, what was the other one you mentioned? Was it Save the Think of the children. Think of the children. Think of that, but you're moving items out of a house into a moving truck. You need to get all these oddly sort of shaped things in there quickly with a timer. And uh, you've got to make sure it fits and yeah. It was a lot of fun. We played it on a PC with Xbox controllers. Um, Very much looked like that kind of style of game, like the the, the games we just mentioned. Um, It was a lot of fun and you had to kind of work together to 
put the bigger items in the truck. Um, it was very easy controls, really. We found out there was a guy who kind of was looking after the... He wasn't a dev or anything, but he looked after the actual PC, PCs there. And he's saying, oh, you can actually throw items, which didn't make it any easy for us. No, def- de- definitely not, no. Um, and then they had a whole bunch of other games. They had a room at the back with all PCs, all the, um, laptops, notebooks, whatever you want to call them, um, with like 2019 games things that I think we've all played before um, and yeah so it was it was cool in that regard but um, anyway so with the awards what so they said there was two awards went to um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare so these are the awards voted on by people like the, the, the IGN community um, so Call of Duty Modern Warfare I think it won best visual design which yep. basically for me just meant best graphics right yeah yeah i, I mean I, again they didn't explain it very well i think they just assumed we knew which we kind of don't um but yeah I, i'm assuming graphics because we both played it right yeah, and yeah. the game is beautiful mm. but it looks realistic it's not like this kind of fantastical world it, it does what it sets out to do incredibly well but that's like real life. So they're, 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 I guess, in, yeah, you can't argue with it. But at the same time, something like, I don't know, maybe like your Death Stranding where it's a bit more fantastical and the design department has to kind of be a bit more creative with creating a unrealistic world but in a realistic way. I don't know. I, I, but Call of Duty, there's no denying that is a beautiful game. Yeah, definitely. The, the, the Yeah. The visuals are fantastic. It's so beautiful. It broke my computer. Yeah. <laughs> like my, my um, power supply just stopped working when I was on like the second last stage of the game. So I'm looking forward to finishing that sometime soon. Um, but anyway, we um, so they had those um, Death Stranding 1, 2, I think as well. Oh. Did it? No, I don't. Th- actually, I don't think I won anything. It was nominated for quite a yeah, bit. Yeah, it was quite nominated. Um, the best ongoing game went to Minecraft, which was really cool. I think Minecraft got it a previous year as well in one of these select awards. Um, yeah, and there was a lot of love for um, Borderlands. Mm. Yeah. But, that it was, but it didn't win a, didn't a single win a thing. thing. It didn't win a single thing. Um, and the funny thing was, um, like with the storytelling, I was really surprised um, for best storytelling. One of the options that people voted on was The Walking Dead, the final season. Yeah. I don't know anybody who's played that. No, I remember playing the first two um, and then never really hearing that the final one was coming out or had come out. So it's totally, like I've totally missed it. Well, it, it was released in like under massive like duress, right? Wasn't it like this? Oh, the, yeah. the, the company was falling apart and yeah, all yeah. that. And obviously, it's a great game if people voted for it. But I, I never played it. Like I, like I'm with you. I stopped. I stopped very early on in the Walking Dead series. But I love them. But anyway, um, and then yeah. So then it came to the IGN Editors Award. So for this award, they. They spoke about other games, but there was no, like, here are the nominations. They just straight went to the winner. What was the winner, Ben? Control. And Control got not a mention anywhere else. No. Except for right at the beginning when uh, Tristan, the host, walked out and said, all you people, nobody played Control this year. You're all, you know, you're all mad. And we were talking about this, like... I, you haven't played Control? No, I haven't. No. And I haven't. And it was the game I was going to buy over Christmas, but Phil Spencer said those magic words, which was Game Pass and Control. And I'm like, I'm just going to wait. And so I haven't played it either. So this game is was IGN US's Game of the Year as well. Um, so 
yeah, got a lot of love there as well. But then the People's Choice Award went to. I can't remember. <laughs> I went to Star Wars Jedi Fallen oh, Order. Um, and <laughs> that got some awards as well, actually. Yeah. I think it did. I got Best Audio Design, mm. um, which I was surprised Call of Duty didn't win because I yeah. thought that was that was incredible too. But, um, yeah, overall, Jedi Fallen Order. You played Jedi Fallen yeah, Order? Yeah, yeah, I started. I mean, it also got their Best Game Design. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed it. It was good, yeah. And you'd agree, Best Game Design, because it's a lot like... Dark Souls, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I was waiting for. Yeah. That's what I was waiting for. Um, yeah, look, I played it too. I loved it. I thought it was a great game. I didn't... At the end, it just frustrated me to no end. But, um, like, through the game, I thought it was really cool. I wouldn't have voted for for Game of the Year. Yeah, no. I mean, it was it was really well made, and it just didn't keep my interest for very long, um, which is why I never finished it. And I think something else came out uh, shortly after, and I just put it down and picked that up. So, yeah. Well... I think you know. Thanks, IGN. It was a it was a fun night. Um, we didn't eat any food there this year, which was a bit um. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little bit upset about that. I'm not going to lie. But we got to watch the Matildas um, finally score a goal um, and get get um, one up equal score with um, China. So that was that was good. But, um, and had a nice dinner there. But any last words, Ben? Um, more food next time. Fire out. Yeah. Thanks, IGN. Thanks for listening to Versus Player. You can find our podcast in the usual places like iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher and Spotify. You can also watch us on YouTube and engage us on social media through Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and of course on our home versusplayer.com. Until next time, we are... Player.